0: Clear to Close is brought to you in part by KYST 920 AM, serving Houston's Hispanic community since 1983. Empower, educate, connect.
1: How many times have you had a buyer that wants to put a giraffe in their home? On today's episode of Clear to Close, we have Danny Garcia with White Picket Real Estate and Christopher Vo with Realm Real Estate Professionals.
0: From the KYST 920 AM studios in Houston, Texas, this is Clear to Close.
1: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I got Danny Garcia with White Picket Realty in studio and Christopher Vervo with Realm Real Estate Professionals. Both of them have been in the industry over 26 years and between them, I think we have some wild stories we're gonna touch on today. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the pickiest, most craziest type of buyers or sellers we have out there. Christopher, you might have some crazy stories over there and uh, tell me a little bit about yourself too and what you're doing, uh, but give me one of those stories and see where we can go from it.
0: Well, uh, <clears throat> well I do have one memorable story and I'll never forget it, and it was probably the most challenging. I had a friend who was a uh, wild safari hunter that, uh, you know, has a bunch of games in his house. And he was looking for a house. You know, this is this is when the, the, uh, the foreclosure days was, like, uh, all over Houston. And, you know, people want to buy a big, fat house that, you know, for cheap, which is cool. You well, know, the, it's the, all over.
1: Those were the McMansion days, right? Right, right. Yeah. So
0: everybody wants a big mansion, you know, this yeah. is their opportunity to go look for one. Anyways his criteria for me was, hey Chris, you know, I, I want a big house. No problem. I want a five bedroom house. No problem. I want a three car garage and also I can fit six cars in front of my house. No problem. <laughs> so this guy he makes good money and he he lives his life, you know. He's got all the toys, whatever his kids want yeah uh, was it what are them uh, atvs and dirt bikes they get they got nice. them all
1: yeah.
0: yeah they got them all so obviously he he needs a big house for all his toys so when when uh, when we start looking for houses i sent him emails of uh, emails of pictures that he likes and all that of the house and then we go look at it all the houses looked nice but none of them was good enough
1: so so this guy was you just know? really really picky
0: oh yeah but the pickiness was extreme so uh, the extreme part was he needs the ceiling so high that it's able to fit a giraffe.
1: A giraffe? A giraffe. How, how tall is a giraffe?
0: This giraffe was 14 feet high, <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but it's, on, it's on some kind of, some form of pedestal.
2: Oh, that's, wow. coming,
0: that's being shipped in <laughs> that's, that's being so, shipped in from South Africa I, so,
1: I, I it's a 14 foot giraffe on top of a pedestal <clears throat> so you needed what 18 foot ceilings
0: oh easily easily you gotta be at least 22 feet ceiling
2: you <laughs> <laughs> gotta give room for that ceiling fan huh
0: <laughs> that's right that's right exactly so you know it, it's extremely hard to find a, a high ceiling like that that matches all the his criteria and if it does the house is gonna, it's not gonna be in a for a closed area, yeah. it's not going to be cheap. It's going to be in the million dollars.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. What was the price range that that everything fit into? Uh, that price range was about four fifty. Okay, okay, yeah. So it wasn't
0: bad. I mean, the house was worth you know a little bit over six hundred, and we found it and we got in for about four fifty. But you know, it was probably the most exciting, most fun adventure looking for a house. So- I mean, we we go into the house and we immediately know if the ceiling is going to work or not. So we'll he was house. just
1: walking in and saying, nope, this isn't going to work. Let's go to the next one.
0: Exactly. Because the giraffe was more important than his <laughs> wife and his kids.
1: <laughs> how, was, kid how, you how, not. Did, how did the wife handle this? Was she picky about it as well? Was she like, man, she, it,
0: you know, she?" well, he's, he, he likes trophies, so his wife is a trophy wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did, did she ever go, it's going to be the giraffe or it's going to be me?
0: No, she was pretty cool about it. She supported him on it because, you know, that's their lifestyle. They never oh, make a man. big fuss of it. <laughs> But she wants a, a a nice car to park in the garage. Oh yeah, once of course. He gets the house. He gets his dress. So, she
1: gets the the S five fifty or something. So yeah, right.
0: And so so this is the funny part is, together they they share a master bedroom. Separately, they want each o- their own studio. Oh wow. Yeah. So together one single room so they can sleep together, and she she has her own studio. Him he has. His own studio, and then the kids can have all upstairs to themselves.
1: And they only got one kid. One kid that big of a house. One kid. How, how many so, houses did you have to show?
0: Uh, I would say I, I if I can remember, it was
1: it was like less than twenty. Less than twenty. Wow. And, yeah. And because, on, on average, where, where does that rank? Is it's less than twenty about average, or is that how many you usually no, show my, clients? My
0: average, my average is probably probably about ten to twelve.
1: Ten to twelve. Yeah.
0: But in that particular case, you know, I had to make sure and verify if the ceiling was so high. Yeah. Then before we go look at it.
1: Wow. So did you bring in like a measuring tape or a laser, uh, laser measuring t- no. thing?
0: No. Hey, you know, once you see enough house, you can just look at the ceiling. You can just <laughs> tell. Hey, you know what? That's a twenty-two footer.
1: <laughs> That's awesome, man. So was this their permanent home? Was he ever moving again, or did he say, "Hey, once we find this house, it's it"?
0: Well, they did move again. Oh, because wow. they job to, took them to somewhere else, and then the funny part is, once they moved, they asked me, "Hey Chris, we can you help us find a place to store this?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, my other adventure would be, "Hey, you know what? You need a you need a warehouse, a warehouse. that you get him a wheeler into. <laughs> yep. So I got him a I got him a big
1: warehouse. That's awesome, that's awesome, man. I bet you that, that was that's that's one you're never going to forget. That's pretty cool. What about you, Danny? Do you have anything up your sleeve there?
2: I had a weird one, man. Actually, I don't even know if I can talk what, about this What's the weirdest one. thing you've had? No, well, <laughs> I had a guy, we were looking actually in, you know, around downtown Houston. I just yeah. thought about this story because it was actually uncomfortable, but at the same time, you're trying to kind of figure out what's going on, but, yeah. you know, the the guy, you know, very, very hip, you know, um, you know, the guy's like, hey, you know, can you help me find a house? I, I need a big game room, this and that. I'm like, sure, you know. So, you know, I throw him a couple of properties yeah. and, you know, we find a property and, you know, after all these conversations we're having, I'm trying to figure out what the guy does for a living. And the guy has a, a studio where he does modeling. And,
1: and everyone it, that's not in the studio, Danny just did air quotes. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, I know. <laughs> the, the thing is, so, you know, everybody that he's modeling is not wearing clothing. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. He goes, yeah, so I just need a big game room, you know, he goes, I'm tired of just renting this studio. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So then. The problem was I knew the families on both units next door, and they had oh, wow. kids. And I
1: was like... <laughs> so you're stuck uh, between a rock. Do I do I help them get this house, or he, do I tell the families what's going on? Well,
2: so, you know, I just basically said, I said, hey, look, man, no offense, I go, but I know both families on the side. I said, eh. they have little kids. I mean, I don't know if you're going to be running a studio here, modeling studio in parentheses, and other <laughs> stuff was going on. And, you know, so we went out, we are trying to find, you know, uh, a, a property, yeah. you know, so now after... I, planted on his head like who lives next door we had issues because now i constantly have to be finding out who all the people that were living around him were you know and and yeah i mean a couple of rounds we did there was you know he bring some models. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this guy's doing something differently. So, you know, the expectations were there, you know, and I, and and it was a very uncomfortable scenario for me. But the expectations he had was, you know, I can just run my studio for wherever I want. And he was unfortunately choosing them in communities where families lived, worked, and played, you know. So th- that was that was one of the most challenging clients I had, and probably one of the most oddest ones I've had. <laughs> and um yeah, you know, hopefully not again.
1: <laughs> not again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you go. No, no, no. That, that's a cool story. What's what was the hardest thing you learned from that, in, in having to choose? Hey, do I choose my client and what he wants, or do? Do I? So, what made you decide to say, "Hey, I got to tell the family that was the better interest for you"? That
2: was the dilemma, but I think I think what really helped was he was real considerate. Yeah. You know, we ended up speaking about it, and you know, I said, "I said, look, I have no issue. I mean, my job is to sell you a house." Yeah, yeah. I go, but you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, he wants to be able to keep his house, and you know, so he goes, "No, no, you know, you're right." You know, so to make a long story short, you know, we, we did find a property. He ended up just saying, "You know what? I got to keep my studio where it's at." Yeah. Y- you're right. He goes, "You know, I mean." So I'm, he
1: separated the business. He from separated
2: his the business from his personal. Yeah. But oh, in the beginning, cool. you know, cool. all, yeah. all the yeah. stuff he was throwing at me indirectly just kind of made me ask those questions, you know. Yeah. Obviously, that's, as an agent, that's your job is to find yeah. out what do I need to, you know, ask my client to provide them what their needs are. But yeah, when yeah. their needs, they're not telling you directly what the intent is, <laughs> and then
1: you figure it out. And oh, you're yeah, they, like, don't, oh, they don't want hey, you to know that you have a photo, photo modeling studio, yeah. Hold yeah, on, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah,
2: you know, and, and then that's <laughs> so, you know, exactly. So, you know, yeah. I think that's the issue we have as agents is always trying to, you know, figure out what our clients want in the property, and then when you get that special request, yeah. In parentheses, you know, that's out of the norm. That becomes an issue because the expectations to him is I can buy whatever I want.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's my money. It's my it's whatever I want. You just got to do what I tell you. Exactly. No, no. But that's where you get the picky buyers. And they're like, hey, I want 22 foot ceilings. I want a soundproof room. I want a long driveway. So how exactly do you co- overcome those things? And you say, "Hey, sometimes you're gonna get this, and sometimes you're not." And this goes for you too, Chris. You chime in whenever you want. Yeah. It's just give me your your over. How do you <clears throat> overcome this? I think this? what
2: creates that mindset is two things. Number one, in Houston, when, you know, going back to 2008, when I was working with Christopher, you know, the foreclosure market, we were to get large homes for. Yeah. A small amount of money. I mean, what, I remember, what's a small amount of well, I mean, money. What happens is, back in the day, somebody said, "I got to proof for 150,000. You were t- going straight to the new builder and looking at a eighteen hundred square foot product. Oh wow! Nowadays, people say, "Hey, I need hundred and fifty thousand house." <laughs> uh, uh, no, I I'm, I'm, I'm crying because <laughs> I realize I'm going to be working for this yeah, one. There's
1: no inventory. <laughs> exactly. So
2: now, here's the issue. Number one <laughs> is, you have that person who you helped their aunt and uncle buy a house back then. Mm-hmm. They have the expectation. Well, I can buy the same house, house for the same know. price. Yeah. And then when they find out that they're approved for two twenty, and they're looking at how smaller than what they bought. That creates a sense of, you know, uh, of, of this image that they had is no longer going to be able to be met
1: so do you feel like they feel entitled like hey they, they got that I should be able to get that well, too well the,
2: the entitlement comes in from uh, a lot of times they qualify for more yeah and they feel like you know I'm going to get a bigger house than my family member yeah. and then when they realize they're not going to have that and it's going to be smaller that entitlement come. At, it was more of a wait I make more than they do Yeah. and and therefore why can I not have a larger house than they do yeah. and I'm saying this because I, you know where I live at I mean I moved a family in into a 3300 square foot house Wow. at yeah. the time you know yeah. for, for for 220, yeah, brand new house. And I remember I told the uncle, I go, he like the uncle's older, you know, and this was his, uh, you know, his nephew. And, you know, the uncle felt like, you know, hey, you know, I can get a bigger house. So we're looking at, you know, 4,000 square foot products. And then he goes, well, you know what? I'm going to go back and think about it. I said, well, hey, things are going up here. Long story short, when he came back, he no longer qualified for that house. But he was trying to make himself find a house that was a 4,000 square foot house, going to the 220s, 230s, it's like that was Virtually impossible So sometimes The expectations A client sets You know From either watching HDTV Or from measuring Themselves to what Other people have Yeah That creates a, a sense in their mind Of this is what I can buy But in Houston You and I both know You can walk across The street And your price Changes Oh yeah you,
1: you can be In like yeah. Rice University And then walk yeah. Across the street And you it's Not the same thing. So, So, yeah,
2: yeah, what I've done with people, we initially start talking and they kind of throw, you know, what they're approved for. Yeah. I I set them up on a system where we basically start shooting listings at them. That way they know what's out there. So, when they come to me, they already have an expectation. And in some cases, they're like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready. I'm going to get what I want. Yeah. So, you have to sit down with them and re educate them and tell them, you know, here's why so and so was able to get this house.
1: And that's how you come around them being super picky. You set expectations. Chris, is that something you do as well with your clients? (coughs) Well, when
0: it comes to pickiness and and they're at a certain price point, I open up their mind a little bit that hey, your hobbies and your life is not gonna be the same as the next guy or the guy before you. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So 100%. with that being said, with that being said, I, I put it in their head that hey, you need you need to set up a little uh, a little budget on the side and create your own dream room or <laughs> dream media room or but, or you know a nice swimming pool. Yeah,
1: because, exactly, exactly. <clears throat>
0: Because there's no perfect house, there are none. You just have to create it. You just Man. have to find. I tell them you just have to find a house that will work for you, and then you create your own little fantasy world.
1: <laughs> no, I, own, love, I love you what you just guy. said there. There's no perfect home. Is <laughs> you find your canvas and you do you do your home the exact way you want it to do.
2: <laughs> I had a client like yeah. that, similar to it. I don't know if Chris has done. I'm probably interrupting you. Uh, it no, it's no,
1: fine. We it's just a conversation. Hey. We can go back and forth. That's good. <laughs> no, so and, I had. And- uh-huh. Chris. And uh,
0: You know, that's, that's why I, I like to put the word is the word customized, you know, you yeah. customize your house to the way you like. I love and, that. and you know, you have to, you don't have to live in a box. You, you can create your own box. And that's what I throw at them so that they can open up their mind and not, and not feel like, Oh, all we can do is just change colors. No, you can do a lot more. It just depends on, on you on the floor plan that you're, you're getting into the size and your budget. No. anything is possible you just have to use your imagination I you don't have that. to buy yeah. the previous guy's dream make your own dream
1: exactly it's like competing with the Joneses you don't have to do everything they're doing or buy their home <laughs> go out and find your canvas go out, put your pool in there your what is it called uh, zero
2: oh the infinity pool the infinity pool <laughs> go
1: out there and do that go get your twenty foot, two foot ceilings nah man uh,
2: I, I <laughs> think the biggest thing we have here is always people wanting land. They think, oh, I'm going to buy
1: five well, yeah. acres and no, everything. Not, not in the city. No, no. I well, had, actually, I have a friend. It's in Spring, and he's sitting on an acre in Spring, like mm-hmm. in the, in the heart of Spring. And I was like,
2: what? Well, you can yeah. find an acre here, and there, but but no. Th- I had one scenario one time. It was kind of funny because uh, the guy, you know, the the family called me, you know, and, and, and ironically, I mean, her she didn't speak much English, and yeah. he was fluent in English. And I mean, I don't know how they communicate, but it was real funny because. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, this is going out to the professionals. I remember, you know, when we were out looking, I'm not gonna throw names out there, um, you know, he's like, Danny, you know, I wanna I wanna buy a house, you know, and uh I need I need the woods, I need to be able to just walk out my backyard and bam, there's a tree in front of me. And I'm like,
0: what is, why does does he sound like chicken
2: chong, man? <laughs> oh <laughs> No, so I mean the guy no the, the guy, I mean, he looked like Stone uh, was it Steve Stone Cold? Stone Cold yeah, Steve Austin, yeah, yeah, he that's looked awesome. like a yeah, I mean, beer. So you wanna like, go no, outside so,
1: and just smash two beers. I think it's the mic doesn't <laughs> give me that low
2: tone, you know, but he's like, I want this. I'm like, I'm like, fine. So you know, we go out there and I find him a couple of properties. Yeah. Well, ironically, the, you, know, the, the, you know, the stuff we found was not as big as what he wanted. You know, he goes, Danny, yeah. I just thought, you know, with 180000 I could buy five, six, seven acres, you know. And I'm like, bro, I said, it's not going to happen. Now, the, the funny part was this, because the wife would never say anything, you know. And I just thought she was going along with what he wanted. And then finally, we found a house. Yeah. And it had the bam factor with the trees right here when you walk out the backyard. And he goes, this is perfect. Finally, the wife decides to speak. And she goes... Where am I going to go chopping? Where? <laughs> where am I going to go friends? Uh, I don't get it. She goes, you want to come out here? She goes, where are all the people at? And I look at him. I'm like, I thought you guys discussed this. She's like, it's like, no, no, he wants this. I go. So this. they weren't on the same page. They weren't on the same page. So, uh-huh. you, know, I, you know, so finally, you know, we talked and, and everything. And he kept being stubborn. Like, he, this is what I envisioned. Yeah. And the wife's like, no, I just need civilization near me, you know? Yeah. And and with the you know, Spanish language, and I just started laughing. And I go, you know, she has a point because. Ironically, the guy was offshore all the time. Yeah. So he was home probably like one week out of the month.
1: So he just wanted to come back and enjoy <laughs> for like seven days, and she had to do the rest of the month in the woods.
2: Yeah, but what cracked me up with that was that she was so quiet, and, and then finally, you know, when we, we figured out we found the right so place. Like
1: Green Acres. You're taking her from uh, no, the city. No, uh, her first thing
2: is, where am I going to go chopping? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like, well, the grocery store is across the bridge, across Lake Houston. You go back into yeah, it's kind of far <laughs> and, and I mean she just uh, it was funny they kind of get into a little conversation in the woods and, and this is before the days of like favor and Uber Eats and all that right I mean dude even if you have those I mean you know I don't think these people still use them <laughs> 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 I mean I don't even use them when I'm talking about I started le- learning how to use Uber just recently I'm not hip like Christopher Vaux over here you know
1: oh man I see Christopher Vo yeah, yeah, everywhere yeah, I see I, Christopher Vaux everywhere
2: he's hey, a high I roller man I try to stay
0: young <laughs> I, stay, I try to stay hip you know I'm lucky that I still got hair
2: nah man yeah, hey you, you, I'll tell you this man Chris Chris is a great agent man I, I've known him for years and you know we had good times he's one of those people you just you know you gotta love man Chris uh, good to have you on the show here with us as well
1: hey. hey well guys thank you so much for coming on and being on Party Clear to Close and I really appreciate you I really want you back in the studio with us thanks for uh, having us hey thank y'all Hey guys, thank you so much for being on the show today. Danny and Chris, I know you're both super busy and I appreciate your time. I really do. If you want to follow these guys on social media, they're both super active. Danny's going to be the Danny G Realtor on Facebook and Christopher Vose on there as well. He is with Realm Real Estate Professionals Southwest. Don't forget to subscribe to our show. You can find us on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music. Thanks again, guys.